sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down to hell. There you have it, kids. Welcome to another little bird. <laughs> I think I think that's that's got to be my favorite intro of all time. Yeah, uh, it's got to like be the dog one personally. Plus the 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 sledding, you know, the, using the the side by sides to pull the boat, and then well, the, the guy sweeping the road with the car on the fire, and he's like, "It's a, it's fine." That was that was my favorite because that's me. <laughs> like, like I, I, I so don't give a shit if there's if there's not a child or a dog burning up in that vehicle let it burn yeah why not <laughs> if somebody if somebody's inside there they probably deserve it mm, well that's kind of how i looked at it that's why when i saw that video clip and man i find some of the most random weird shit and i just like was like man Look at this guy. He's over here sweeping the snow and shit off the road while there's a car burning behind him. And can he be bothered? Nah. Nah. He's good. <laughs> I got, I, there are so few things right? that, you know, there's so few things that can get my energy flowing in that direction. It's like, I mean, it's even, you know, it's even this show. I've been trying to get off this show for three years and, you know, I skipped last week and then, you know, you guys doubled my salary. So I had to come back because I couldn't turn down the money. But well, you know, we needed we needed your harsh takes every once in a while. We realized it just wasn't quite the same. Just when Wait I think minute. I'm out, they pull me back in. Back, back, back in. Wait a minute. You got paid? <laughs> you're still on probation, Proby. <laughs> you're an in, you're an intern. Right. You know, you're 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 getting the you're getting valuable experience and time with us. That's your pay. Okay. <laughs> oh, kids! Hey, you know Kate brought up a good point here. Yes, we are ready to bash on trads because, man, not that I haven't said it before, not that I haven't seen it before. This is nothing new, but the levels are more retarded today than they were three, four, five years ago, okay? There was a dude, and there was a bunch of guys. Nick got involved in it, and a bunch of other guys got involved in it because it. there was the talk of scripture. And I'm like, you know, and I watch Nick go off on this guy, and I'm like, oh, fuck. We actually have a genuine bona fide scholar talking to this guy. Here we go. And, of course, the guy, you know, retards are going to retard. And of course, he was retarded. You know, he didn't have much to add to Nick other than, well, well, fuck you. It's about as really what it came down to. But the vibe I got early on before other shit showed up, because I was like, man, I'm not digging. I'm not going down the rabbit hole on this piece of shit. Fuck that guy. But the vibe I got early on was, oh, this guy's a tyrant. This guy's a goddamn dictator in the making. And sure as shit, it showed up when he's like, I'd make uh, premarital sex illegal. To which I was like, hey, dumbass. It already is in most areas. Now, the fun thing had he looked into it, and of course he never responded to me. But if he looked into it, he'd find out many jurisdictions. Utah's one of them. 
Okay, Utah has it on the books. It is in the law books in criminal law. It's called fornication. Yes or no? But it's fornication, which basically yes. is sexual intercourse with anyone who is not your spouse. Okay? It's any kind of sexual contact between any parties who are not lawfully, legally, spiritually, whatever you want to call it, married. Utah has it on the books. It's been there forever. But I got digging into that for a minute and I realized, hey, you know, there was a, a ruling several years ago. And by several, we're talking a couple of decades. But there was a ruling that I don't remember the actual you know, so-and-so versus so-and-so. I don't remember that. But I found out a little nugget. I found out something, which was it went, I believe, to the Supreme Court. It hit the federal level. And whatever this case was, turns out that the bedroom laws, which fornication is, were deemed basically unconstitutional and illegal. They were struck down because it violates the 14th Amendment, the right to due process, okay? So while the state, like Utah, still has it on the books, they can't enforce it. There's no, you know, it's been decriminalized, a lot like marijuana, you know, it's, but they can't enforce it. Now, why hasn't Utah repealed it? I already know the answer. Do you guys in the chat know why? Because I know why. Hey, Bull, Nick, do you guys know why it hasn't been repealed? And if you have fornication laws in your states, one in Texas, one in Alabama, I don't know if you do or don't, but if they haven't been repealed, even though they're not enforceable, do you know why they haven't been repealed? Well, I know that in Utah, y'all are a bunch of backwards ass fucking desert dwellers so well, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even think you i'm i'm surprised you guys know how to read and write federal well, law supersedes state law i don't know no 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 why hasn't it been repealed i'm gonna tell you why uh, well at least in utah i can tell you why it hasn't it's got been it's got to be making somebody money no 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 it's not okay it's not it has nothing to do with money Believe it or not, this is one of those few instances where money is not part of it. This is where we get into legislating morality, okay? Which is kind of in a broad paint stroke umbrella situation. That's what we're talking about tonight, kids. We're talking about legislating morality, okay? The reason it's not off the books in Utah <clears throat> I can't speak for other states, but here in Utah, the reason they have not repealed it is because, well, if we repeal it, then we're going to tell people it's okay to do it. So while they can't enforce it, cops can't come in and, excuse me, sir, you know, the, the police knock, the, you know, that thing. Can't have that. But if, you know, excuse me, sir, who are you fucking? No, they can't do that. But they can say... From a legal standpoint, from the authority, from the legislative point, you know, from the government, from the state, literally the state. Well, we can't enforce this, but we're going to tell you, we still don't approve. You shouldn't do it. You know, it's still a crime before God. Don't do it. Okay. That's what that is. It's all about morality, which in a lot of cases, when you see these aspiring tyrants, and let's call them what they are. 
They're fucking aspiring tyrants. This guy that wanted, you know, where is it? There, where? Well, God damn it. I was just, there we go. Coldy brought it up. He was looking to bait red pill thought leaders into debating him. No, well, I mean, yeah, from a literal perspective, Coldman, you're you're not wrong. But the truth is he wanted to have a jerk off fest. He wanted everyone to sit around and jerk each other off. And he wasn't wanting to debate. Debate today is dead. You guys should know that. Okay. He wanted scalps. He wanted trophies. And when he came out and said, I would make premarital sex illegal, even though in most states, technically it is. That's when I was like, oh, I knew that vibe I was feeling was accurate. The motherfucker's an aspiring tyrant. He wants to legislate my sexuality, your sexuality, Nick's and Bull's sexuality, and everybody else. And all I can figure is it's because FOMO. It's like, oh, you're just pissed that you ain't getting what we are. Because every fucking time I've dealt with these so-called trad cons, and I've had a handful of them over the years, private messages primarily, where I remember one of them, the guy was like, he reached out to me and he said, if there was a system, would you, would you, uh, you know, would you accept it? Would you go for it? And I was like, tell me the system. And he's like, but would you go for it? And I'm like- Tell the system me, of what? Well, because, you know, I made some comment about something or other and he ran off with it, you know, mm. thinking that, oh, we have a fellow brother in Christ here, not knowing who I am. Okay. But I made some kind of half-assed remark about feminism and whatnot. And he's like, if there was a system in place, would you, would you support it? And I was like, tell me about the system. And he goes, but would you support it? And I was like, Tell me about the fucking system. What's in it for me? And then he proceeded to explain it to me. And what it came down to is it was Christianity 2.0. It was still bend the knee, kiss the ring, but we have a whole new shiny veneer. They started talking about, you know, let's we're going to abolish and repeal the 19th Amendment. And right there, I was like, oh, this guy's smoking fucking heroin or something. He's smoking methamphetamine because it's never going to happen. But he's like, yeah, we're going to repeal the 19th. We're going to get rid of no-fault divorce. And I'm like, all right, fair enough, even though I know I can't take you fucking seriously now because none of that shit will ever happen, ever. Get over it. But then I'm like, okay, cool. So you want me to bend the knee and kiss the ring to theocracy. You want me to pay my tithing, my 10%, in addition to whatever the state taxes me on. Okay, fair enough. What's in it for me? What do I get out of this? Well, you get monogamy. I get what? You get monogamy. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I date multiple women at the same time. I can have sex with any of them whenever I want. And if I choose to and they're into it, I might have a menage a trois or a full-on harem. So why would I choose monogamy? Because that sounds limiting to me. Why would I support your system? Why would I kiss the ring? Oh, well, you know, maybe you should look into the, the Muslims. Nah, fuck those guys too. I don't want to be any part of that shit that limits me. And that's the point. When you see these aspiring tyrants, rather, and Nick, you did a great one as a quote tweet for the show tonight. 
when you mentioned outlawing sexuality or sex or premarital sex and then outlawing guns and the 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 gif you put up was it's the same picture it's like here we are kids and it's the right wing trad con people and they're just pissed off that it's not their boot heel on your neck that's it that's all they're pissed about and and i've seen plenty of guys and i'm like wow Wow, none of you have anything to offer me. Nothing. Because everything you want to, oh, it's going to be better. We're going to go back to the 50s. We're going to sweep it all under the rug like they did back then. Oh, so you just want to create better liars. You know what? I would rather a woman not be as good a liar as she already is. I'd rather not go back to the 50s when they were better liars than they are today. I'd rather know, oh, she's going out with her girlfriends for a night out. Ah, okay, yeah, I kind of know what that means. I'd rather know that than, oh, well, yeah, she's just going out with her friends. It's all fine. Guys, well, wake the fuck up. What it reminded me of, first off, well, I mean, first off, let me say, imagine being a man angry about promiscuity, first off. I mean, just really really imagine being that guy because for a man to be upset about promiscuity <laughs> he's he's living in a whole imaginary world of gods and demons and his uh, a a made up version of human history that never happened but he really wants it to have happened and he really wants it to happen again all of that is crazy First off, second off, it reminds me of and this is that isn't unique in human nature because, you know, we got this group doing it about sex and promiscuity. But back in the back in the days when I was hunting a lot and a lot of the you know, a lot of the dudes I knew and met in various hunting clubs and various other activities, you know, tangent to that that I was involved in. You know, that's a pretty trad con group. And the big issue that that people used to talk about that I used to hear people talk about all the time was a lot of dudes got really upset about anybody who did any poaching. Now, poaching can cover a wide variety of sins, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> poaching poaching means everything from shining deer at night. And for those of you uninitiated, shining deer at night just means riding around after dark with a bright spotlight. And if you see deer, you shine the light in their eyes. And for whatever reason, that tends to paralyze them. So they just stand there while you shoot them, okay? <laughs> a a a backwoods tradition going back you know as far as i know as long as there have been flashlights um it can mean killing deer out of season it can mean killing deer or whatever animal you're hunting that whose you know characteristics or size limit or whatever else um is is not within the prescribed parameters of legal hunting for your state or your area it can mean going on somebody else's property. It can mean all, all, all kinds of stuff, you know? And so the thing, so in this crowd, it was always obey all game laws. Now, I always obeyed all, all game laws as much as, you know, as I was able, which means that, you know, it's possible that I violated some obscure law somewhere, but I don't think I did. But here's the thing. When I found out, like I've known people that accidentally shot spotted fawns 
which are illegal to shoot in Alabama because they're too young and too small. And I got to say, you know, it tasted good. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't me, but it was somebody did. He did it. He, he did it. You know, he did it since it's there. He did it inadvertently. Admittedly, it was low light during bow season, but it, the sun hadn't gone down yet. So technically it was still legal shooting hours, but he just, you know, he was like, he called me, he said he judged his shot. Right. He called, he called me, he said he shot one and we went and tracked it down and, you know, put the light on it. <laughs> like, holy shit, there's spots. <laughs> there's yep. a whole other, there's a whole other long story to that, but you'll have to subscribe to the pay-per-view to get the full story. But anyway, <laughs> you know, there've been a lot of situations like that and other situations I heard, I've heard of. And my attitude of, of it was always, I don't give a shit. I, yep. I don't give a shit if the guy up the road is shining deer at night. I don't give a shit about any of that. You know why? Because if he gets caught, he's the one who's got to pay the penalty. I don't. Deer don't belong. You know, game animals don't belong to anybody, even if they happen to be on your property at the time they're shot. Yeah, you could get pissed off at somebody for trespassing. But, you know, you if you come on my property and shoot, you know, some whitetail that's that's on its way passing through, you know, that's not my deer. So I don't give a shit. You know, that's everybody's deer. And if he gets caught doing it, then he's the one who's got to pay the fine and, and whatever the penalty is. So I don't give a shit. And that's but see the the dudes who do, they have this whole framework. And the whole point of the framework is I'm better. I want to associate with people who are better. And if you don't follow all game laws the way I do, then you're white trash or whatever. And it's the same dynamic as here. You know, because the point is that we are hierarchical and we are tribal by nature. And since we don't live in tribes anymore, and I'm going to throw a little donut theory on you. Oh, we are still hard coded to be tribal, even though it's not really relevant anymore. So we still tend to navigate ourselves in that direction. So I'm only going to, you know, so I, I, you know, so everybody needs to obey game laws. Everybody needs to keep their hands off of, you know, other women, everybody needs to be monogamous. Everybody needs to do this, this, and this. It's the should and the ought. And it's oh, my yeah. should and my ought. And, and the thing that people forget, and that's the thing that these guys that you're mentioning were forgetting, among others, is that let's say you get your wish. Let's say oh. you get your let let's say you get your wish that you know we're going to be a theocracy and which theocracy are we going to be? Are we going to be the Mormons? Are we going to be the hundred thousand different protestant flavors that are out there are we no, going to be no. the are we going to be catholic are we going to be orthodox no and we're going to be scientologists are we going to uh, right well that's just that's just the <laughs> more or less you know christian side of things right do you really think if you got rid of all the heathens and then all these fuckers sat down at the table that they would be able to pound out a set of rules that was going to make everybody happy? Fuck no. Because you're going to have you're going to have people who are going to say polygamy is just fine. You're going to be people who say polygamy is evil. You're going to have people the whole run the whole gamut of all that stuff. And on top of that, if you go back, if you go back and really study history, people did what the fuck they wanted to do. And they either avoided getting caught. They got themselves into enough power that it didn't matter if they got caught. Right. 
or which is what these guys really want you to do mm-hmm. everybody else was the plebs and they just got the table scraps and whatever they could possibly get which wasn't very much and that's how history ran mm-hmm. up until and it, and it still runs that way think about all the all the track cons out there who are propping up their guy whether it's trump or whether it's DeSantis or whether it's somebody else None of these guys follow the same rules you do. Exactly. In fact, they have no rules when it comes down to it, which goes to Chest's comment right here. Which is which is why they are in the position they're in, and you're some, you know, lip dick retard on Twitter telling people what they're supposed to do. These right. guys don't give a shit what you say. I don't even give a shit what you say. I don't give a shit what Trump says. You know, because when it comes back down to it, and this is the this is the thing that kills me, which everybody misses, is that we are at a time for better or for worse, where if you apply yourself, you better. can pretty much get whatever kind of life you want and stay under the radar. Just do your thing and mind your own fucking business, which is what the dream is anyway. Yep. It really and if you if if your dream is not that, if your dream is to live in, like you said, that guy asked you a system. I don't want to live in any fucking system. No, nope. I want I want as few laws as possible that guarantee, nope. you know, my ability to accumulate goods and property and wealth and operate as freely as possible without infringing on somebody else's ability to there do so. Nope. And then beyond that. I have no fucks to give how other people live their lives as long as it doesn't impact me yep. in a in a fundamentally negative way. Not that it doesn't offend my sensibilities, but that it doesn't interfere with my ability to accumulate wealth and property and operate without a threat to my physical well-being. And if something does, then I want to be able to blow that bastard away. And yep. and ha- and at worst case scenario, have a jury of my peers say, "Yeah, that guy needed shooting." Thanks, Nick. You did everybody a favor. All and right. and have that be the end of it. <laughs> but you know all this other shit. You know, fuck all that other shit. Fuck your church. Fuck your brotherhood. Fuck your all your all the clubs and all the groups you want to start. Fuck you. If you want to do that shit, then do it. Have a good time with each other. Right. Get, have your circle jerks. Have whatever you know. I'm not going to join. I'm I'm fun. I'm fundamentally an anarchist. I don't want anything in my way. At, but I am going to leave you alone. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, fuck all your great ideas. I don't. I don't need any of those great ideas. We, you know, a minimal set of laws is great, and I do think that's necessary. Which is which is why you know i'm only 98 percent anarchist but you know i i still i still th- i still think we have to have a common set of something and maybe we don't but you know at the end of the day you know fuck you and all your schemes and all your great ideas i'm gonna fuck who i want i'm gonna live how i want i'm gonna do what i want i'm not gonna hassle your ass as long as you don't no. hassle mine exactly. and that's and stay that's out of my bedroom and I'll stay out of yours. The only reason laws are created beyond a very, very tight, small group beyond a very basic minimum. And even that I might be wrong about. I just haven't thought of, thought about it enough. But the only reason laws are created 
is to give other people power over you under threat of violence. That is the point of a law is to be able to do something to you, even if it hasn't hurt anybody else. So fuck it, you know, fuck you and all your great ideas and all your schemes and all your ideal societies. If you look at history, none of that shit has ever worked. America was not an ideal society. You know, we we had just we have just as many skeletons of closet as anybody else. And, you know, so fuck your shit. You know, I'd rather be here than anywhere else. But this is really the only place I've ever been a citizen. So, of course, I'm going to say that. But, you know, at the end of the day, at one time, we at least, you know, tried to value freedom and individuality over the system. But now you got actual dudes who ought to be out there, you know, figuratively anyway, raping and pillaging the world to get their thing, to be Genghis Khan, to do what they want, to live their kind of life. And by that, using that metaphor, I'm not saying literally raping and pillaging. I'm saying getting out there and doing what it takes to build the kind of life that they want to live and, you know, and taking no prisoners while doing so. And by that, I mean, you know, not bending the knee, you know, not not acquiescing, you know, to anything but the fundamental natural laws of, you know, perhaps, you know, non-aggression against somebody who's not aggressive toward you. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got all these dudes sitting around. Hey, let's build this system. You know, you fuckers who are on the Internet talking about the system you want to build, you're playing fantasy football. You know, none of you are taking a snap from the from the center. None of you are getting your clock cleaned in the end zone when you catch a pass. None of you are going to do any of this shit and you never are going to. Your little schemes are never going to pass. Your little ideal worlds are never going to be built because they don't exist. They never have existed and they cannot exist because nobody's going to buy into it. The people, if you want to get a bunch of people together, you know, and go out and, you know, bumfuck Utah and start your little cult, go ahead and do it. You know, nobody yeah. gives a shit. Right. Y'all you know, go live together, fuck each other, raise each other's kids. You know, as long as you're not, you know, truly abusing anybody, then go do your shit. But the rest of us, you know, are going to tell you to fuck off. So fuck off. There it is. There's my, there's my rant always, for the uh, I love what it. What I've always noticed with these type of guys, if you ever, they ever post a picture online, none of these guys look like they could hold up in a bar fight at all. That's the other, that's what gets me. They look like they would cry if they lost at pinball. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying, man. They're not. But then they have the audacity to go online and be the arbiters of what manhood or manliness is. Or like, if you don't get married and have kids, you're immature. You can't commit shit like that. My my only question with my question with that is, what about what about the guys like like on Iwo Jima or back in World War Two or even today, like uh, who's, who've gone to war and never procre or never had kids or anything? Young guys or got married or got married. Are they are they not mature? Are they not men? Well, it's and it's like I pointed out in that it. little that little stream that went on. You know that guy quoted, uh, you know, first uh, first Corinthians chapter seven verses one through seven, but then he cut it off at verse eight, and yeah, verse eight and he says, was "Picking it, he was cherry picking it." Verse eight says, "If you're not married, it's better to stay unmarried. If you're married, then you know, stay married and honor your commitment. And if you." And if you can't live without burning with passion, 
then go and get married because you just got to bust a nut. But and and my point in 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 putting that out there was that if you are going to be a Christian and you're going to accept, you know, the Bible as inerrant or authoritative or whatever, the you know, defin- word of God, the definition, whatever you're going to do it then you have to recognize the fact that Paul didn't think marriage and children had anything to do with legacy. Jesus certainly never mentioned it. And anytime anybody really talked about marriage in the New Testament, it was not saying this is what you should do. It was if you are married, this is how you should treat your husband. This is how you should treat your wife. This is how you should treat your children. It was all about actual behavioral shit. But there wasn't any of this should stuff. And Paul clearly thought it was better for people not to get married. And there are reasons for that, because he thought Jesus was coming back on his donkey tomorrow. So, you know, in his mind, it was like, Prepare you know, we're not for the kingdom of God. We're Right. He, right. It was, nigh. it was not about, you know, uh, having kids to continue to propagate the species for, you know, countless generations. It was we got shit to do. And the important shit is to prepare people to be able to enter the kingdom of God, not to, you know, fulfill all these other things, which people are now saying the exact opposite of what the Bible actually says. And, you know, and if they do, and if they do align, it's always with some obscure shit in the Old Testament. And for a Christian, the Old Testament has to be reinterpreted in light of the new, because the New Testament is the new covenant, not the old covenant. Jesus is the new covenant. So there's all kinds of shit that goes along with that. None of these these dudes pay attention or have even studied any of that or understand what it means. And so because... You know, they're not the they're not the spiritual descendants of Jesus. They're the spiritual descendants of Jerry Falwell and Jimmy Swaggart and Oral Roberts and, you know, all these other, you know, TV shysters that have popped up over the years. But none of that shit has anything to do with what, you know, Paul, who I would assume you would regard as more authoritative than Jerry Falwell you know, had to say. So all these guys are, you know, throwing all this shit out there and it's all just a bunch of made up bullshit in their heads, which they're never going to do anyway. And one of these days, you know, the ones who are young, they're going to get hit 40 years old. They're going to be like, you know, what have I got to show for my life? Well, you know, I schooled a bunch of guys on Twitter in my mind. <laughs> Congratulations, motherfucker. You get you get the medal. You know, you get the challenge coin. Congratulations. You've done it. Good job. You know, you don't you, you're not going to be able to get laid in a whorehouse, but, you know, you're not going to you haven't made any money. You haven't done any. You haven't traveled the world. You haven't had any fun, but you've gotten on Twitter and, you know, you put all these heathens in their place. Way to go, dude. You know, That's and right. it's, it's so Fuck it's just it all fire. a bunch. Of, it's all a bunch of fake shit. It's fantasy football for, you know, spirituality and, you know, the manosphere and keeping the whammon in line. And that's all it is. None of that shit is ever going to come to pass because nobody is willing to do any of that. No, Nobody, it, you know, in the past was willing to do that. Most of those priests out there were fucking the nuns or worse, they were fucking kids, you know. Or both. I mean, right. Or both. And, and you know, if you if you want to say, well, there were some good ones. Okay, what did that get them? You know, they were just they were just the ones who did. 
who are who are these you know these apostles and preachers and you know show me the names show me where they're in the history books come on you know well not all you know we're going nawalt here only this is napalt you know not all priests are like that yeah yeah <laughs> exactly because what, what did Show me the ones that didn't, and I'll, you know, I'll show you a guy who's tired of talking about him. <laughs> what What do people who have power do when they don't like the rules? They change the fucking rules. You know, where do you think where do you think the Anglican Church came from? You know, Episcopals. Where did they come from? They came from Henry VIII wanting to divorce his wife and fuck somebody new. That's all that was. You know, he didn't he didn't say. Oh well, I need to, you know, I need to honor my vow as a king and as a as a as a divinely appointed leader. I'm going to no. He took he he used the power that he had to get what he wanted. The only reason the peasant plowing up shit out in the field didn't do that is because he didn't have any power. He had no juice. He was at the mercy of the lord of the manor or the king or whomever it was, and all he did was, you know. He got what he could. If he could get himself a wife, he got himself a wife. If he couldn't, then, you know, he fucked a whore or or he fucked a goat, <laughs> as apparently a lot of people are doing these days. Oh, God. <laughs> but but that's the real history of the world. And anybody who wants to who wants to buy into the polished version of it. Hey, man, you're free to do that. Live your own good life. Be a persecuted Christian in the in the heathenous United States of America, because whether you are able to, you know, implement your system in your city, state or country, God is going to reward you, sir. You're stay true to God in your own life and you will have your reward in heaven. Leave the rest of us the fuck alone, you know, or get your balls kicked in. I mean, that's just all there is to it. But if you truly believe that it's your it's your mission in life to bear a cross and be crucified for the sake of Christ, then do it. We'll help. We'll persecute you. We'll help you. You know, we'll make you feel bad. And then when you die, you know, and you have your reward in heaven, you can snicker at the rest of us. <laughs> well, it's, Congratulations, it's like, it's like, sir. It's like the saying goes: you can legislate a law is one thing, but enforcing it is completely different. <clears throat> well, and that's you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Bull, because that's kind of the point I'm getting back to in a way. Okay, when I see these aspiring tyrants and they wanna, you know, we need to ban guns, and, you know, because of the you know, think of the children, you know, all those. You know, poor innocent kids getting gunned down by hooligans with assault weapons. Or I think of all those loose men and women, you know, just constantly fucking each other like in an orgy. They're just one dick goes in, another dick comes out. And oh, my God, all the orgasms and the semen oceans of cum. And oh, God, we have to legislate that. You know, because God damn it, I'm that guy in the corner going, I just want a trad waifu. And if only these people around me knew, you know, if they only knew, if they only understood. It's Michael's story writ large. Chest, if you're still paying attention, you know, it's Michael's story writ large. 
Never mind Michael being mad at the girls for being hoes, saying, you think you're going to get your fucking guy and all the bullshit? And the girls turned and looked him right in the eye and said, I'm going to have my cake and eat it too with sprinkles on top, okay? It's the same thing. It's the secret king covert contract that you brought up writ large, okay? This is why I say they're all aspiring tyrants, when I've had these conversations with motherfuckers who, hey, you know, do you support this? You know, if we have a system, would you support it? Well, hang on there, bro. Let, let's, I don't even need to get into Nick's level of molecular biology about this. Of Let's define system here. I, I'm not even going that molecular. I'll just go with, well, hang on here, bro. Before I say yay or nay, I just need to know what the fuck are you talking about? Oh. It's kiss the ring, bend the knee, and I get monogamy? Why would I choose that when I don't need to? And that's my lifestyle. You guys want to do, you know, missionary with the one woman because necessity dictated it or whatever it is. Go ahead. Knock yourselves out. Have fun with that, bro. I'm fine with you doing just missionary in your bedroom. I don't want to know what you do in your bedroom, whether it's goats, women, whatever you do. It's also the, it's also the, the hubris on his part to presuppose that you want what he wants or that well, what he wants is best for everybody. Is. Well, that's, that's the aspiring tyrant bull. Okay. Because the, the vernacular they use because it's what I want as the tyrant, it's what I want. I don't want guns and I only want one woman and it's missionary only. And so you should want it too, okay? That's why they want to, you know, bring back going into the bedroom. What are you doing? Is that your legally, lawfully, state-recognized and religious-recognized wife? No, that's not. Fornication. It's, it's the same vibe as like you only need six rounds or ten rounds. Well, yeah, right. You yeah. know, yeah. Who needs more than that? Yeah, who when needs you ever more than who needs more than, than five bullets? Remember, you remember Lethal Weapon when the little kid asked Danny Glover if he shoots black people, and he said, "No, if I see a bad guy, I just try to shoot him in the leg or something." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that. That's kind of the point here, okay? Why why am I harping on this tonight? Even though I've harped on it before, because I've seen it before. And it's because here's the thing, kids. Here's the thing, you know, as Nick would say, here's the thing. Somebody, doesn't matter whether they're left-wing progressives or they're right-wing trad conservatives, doesn't matter. Somebody wants and usually is putting their boot heel on your neck, okay? Now, when I sit down and I think about that, I think, yeah, fuck, there's always somebody putting their boot heel on my neck, okay? At least with the left-wing progressives, and, I, and I'm using that term loosely. Don't take it literally, don't take it seriously, but just, just listen. The left-wing progressives... Currently, in our, you know, according to the trads and even the leftists, they're the ones with the boot heel on the neck. 
All right. You know, whammon good, men ain't shit. We're all evil rapists. Whatever. Okay. We're we're pigs and we only want one thing and it's fucking disgusting. Okay. That's how it's been for at least 40 years. Maybe more. I'd say more. But I'm looking at it going, okay, so that's the boot heel. What is their message? Well, you're a disgusting, vile pig, and I hate you, and you should just do whatever we tell you to do. Okay, well, that's the message. It's very blunt, very open, that men are evil rapist pigs. Okay, whatever. Now, the trad cons are going to tell you, oh, no, friend, we're, we're here to create a new system. We're going to abolish the 19th. We're going to do away with no fault. And it's going to be a theocracy because God, because Jesus, and you should come along. Well, what do I get out of it? You get monogamy. You lost me when you said friend. And that's my point. The trick, you know, the trad cons, the traditional conservatives. This is what I, this is why I get so much heartburn and why I have such a special place in my black cinder of a heart for the trad cons. The feminists and the progressives openly hate me because I'm a man. You're, you're a dude. Yep, I don't have pronouns other than he, him. And I like sex with women. We hate you. Okay, cool. They're the ones currently putting the boot heel on. All right. I understand how this works, but the trad cons are lying to you. They're pretending they are your friend. They're the ones going, oh no, brother in Christ. I understand your woes and I understand your foibles and it's okay to be a man. It's okay to be masculine. It's okay to want to fuck women as long as you do it our way. Fuck all of them too. And, you know, a big heartfelt fuck you to them because well, you're not my fucking friend. Well, and all the, aggression, for real. all the so-called Christians who want to establish their system, let's not forget that the reason Jesus' disciples got everything wrong was because they thought the Messiah was there to establish a new system. That's why the Romans feared him. They thought he was there to lead a revolt and establish a new system, a new theocracy. But he wasn't. Now, I am no longer a Christian. But if you're going to call yourself one and you don't understand that, then you've got a lot more studying to do. Because for them, the kingdom of God, which is what Jesus was supposed to be bringing, was going to be a literal kingdom, a literal theocracy on earth, established or reestablished, depending on how you want to look at it. But that's not what Jesus was there to do. And he even said as much, you know, and he didn't even try to do that, which is like the main point. And so all you guys out there who are clamoring for this as Christians, you're mm -hmm. making the mis you're making the same mistake that the dis Jesus disciples did before he was crucified, which was they kept trying to egg him into when are we going to when are we going to take care of this shit? And the answer was we're not. That's not what this is about. So if you have that in your own fucking book in black and white right in front of you, why why don't you get that? And there's a reason you don't get that is because first, well, none of that shit is really true anyway, in that sense. But it's because you're hardwired for something else. And you're and even even in your even in your desire to establish 
a a Christian system on the face of the earth, you are following your biological, your evolved biological imperatives. You're not following your faith in Christ, because if you're following your faith in Christ, you wouldn't be worrying about that. Your evolved biological imperatives essentially drive you to say, this is who we are, and we're going to enforce this by, you know, essentially the point of a gun, by violence by force, however you want to phrase it. That's not Jesus's way. Whether you believe in him or not, it's pretty fucking obvious. That's not his way of doing things. His way of doing things is you're better off just letting him kill you. That's his way of doing things rather than rise up, you know, and beat back the heathen. So if you're a true Christian, accept your persecution as part of your commitment or all of your commitment and live in a fallen world and wait for God to do something about it. That's right, Chess. I'm a man of wealth and taste. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, well, you know, Bull's going a little radical here as he puts on his ski mask and picks up his Kalashnikov 47. But hey, that's okay. At least... At least he's the one, you and him both, I've seen you both do it. When, when it comes to the, and it doesn't matter whether it's the aspiring tyrants on the left or the aspiring tyrants on the right, when they bring up the issue of guns, and I see both of you doing it, and I'm like, ah, we're going to make it. Because you're both like, you're both there going, shall not be infringed. <laughs> And that's my favorite fucking line. I was like, that's the mic drop right there. Okay. Same idea. Guys, when it comes down to it, take one from the Second Amendment, which, you know, a lot of people try to tiptoe and dance around or cherry pick and ignore, but that whole shall not be infringed. Hey, I look at it, whether it's in the Constitution on a piece of paper or not. I look at it as what I do with my life, with my sexuality, with my women shall not be infringed. Anything else is an infringement. Okay. So guys go, hey, you're going to have monogamy. Shall not be infringed. Well, we're going to give you one woman, no refunds. Shall not be be infringed that's the point you have to decide for you because i decided a long time ago because hey i was young and stupid once too as we all were okay and hey i need to do what mom and dad did because that's what you know hey that's what i witnessed that's what i saw and you know and that's because that's what their parents did because that's what society and religion and culture told them to do fuck all that i'm going to do what works for me and in the current system you know if i have to have a boot heel on my neck you know it, like my dad when he went to the doctor and found out he has this weird type of leukemia okay the doctor said to him well if you had to have leukemia this is the one you want okay 
because my dad was thinking, oh, I'm fucking dead. And the doctor's like, well, hold on there, you know, trooper. <laughs> let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. If you don't, had don't, don't load had, the shotgun just yet. Yeah, don't don't just go out and you know, you know, finish out your last will and testament here. Hold on. You know, yeah, it can be bad, but if you had to have one, this is the one you want. Well, guys, if I have to have a boot heel on my neck, which we all do inevitably. We voted, we collectively, over time and history, we voted for it. Our parents voted for it. Our grandparents voted for it. Going all the way back, we voted for it. Rather you choose to participate, which it's a joke, which is why I don't, but we voted for it. This is where you accept that, ah, well, that it is what it is. If I have to have a boot heel on my neck, I'd rather it be feminists and progressives that at least are openly in contempt of me because at least I know what I'm getting with them. And as a side note, to give them, you know, a little benefit of the doubt, they're the ones that are saying, girl, go out and fuck everybody, you know, go out and express your sexuality. And I'm like, hell yeah, bring that shit over here. Okay. <laughs> the trad cons are going, hey, we're your friends. We're on your side. We got this system. Yeah. What does this system get me? You get one woman. Why would I choose that when I already have multiple women? Why would I want that? Why would I want women to be better liars than they already are? I'd rather deal with the one boot heel because, yeah, well, it's kind of painful and it kind of sucks. It's better than the people who claim they're my friend because they're not. And that's where I have such a, a hatred, a vehemence, a disgust, a disdain, you name it, for the the right-wing traditional conservatives. It's like, you're not my fucking friend, you motherfuckers. And you never were. So go fuck yourselves. You know, if I have to, if I have to have one, I'll take the feminists. At least I know where I stand with them. I'm okay with being a disgusting pig that only wants one thing and it's fucking disgusting. Because at least then they're still willing to do it. At least, you know, the, at least you know what the guys on the left are going to openly cockwalk you. The other guys are like bros before hoes, dude. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to throw me under the bus that way. They're going to pretend they're my buddy. Yeah, the guys on the left, it, dude. You know what's funny, Bull? I'm I'm glad you brought that up. The guys on the left, I've I've met them, I've seen them. They're not going to cockblock me. They never have. They don't have the balls to cock block me let that sink in the history of the world is the guys who were the guys who were monogamous were monogamous because that was all that was the best they could get and they were glad to have that the guys who banged a lot of women were the lords the kings the priests the knights who traveled around a lot the aristocracy Oh, the, air, the the aristocracy. <laughs> and what we have now is that, you know, you want to be a king, bang a lot of women, because that's what in the old days they could do. Monogamy was not monogamy was a was a moral imperative because it kept everybody in line. And that was it because they needed they needed you happy. They needed you to be able to bust a nut so you could work their fields and create their food and create their, you know, tend to their livestock. And to, you know, 
you know, help them make a buck off of it. But, for you know, and then marriage was there so they could be sure that all the wealth they built didn't leave the family and was transferred to their heirs. Their legacy wasn't their children. Their legacy was their wealth and their power that they left to their children. That was the legacy. And, you know, their reputation of whether they were tyrants or whether they were reasonably good, you know, kings and leaders and whatever else dictators yeah yeah that but you know as far as the rest of it goes if you want if you want a boot heel on your neck by all means you know accept that boot heel on your neck but you know god didn't tell you to put your boot heel on mine and if you try to you're going to get your fucking boot cut off at the fucking ankle now we're getting into live on your knees or die on your feet fucking topic here but i i want to go back here just for a second to to roman to his to be honest though most groups of women are easy roman you're not wrong i i i too have bed many a religious woman okay Preachers' daughters, bishops' daughters, dudes, they are some of the most intense, most fucked up, if you will, when it comes down to it. And fucked up in a good way, okay? This isn't about morality, but some of the craziest shit I ever did were were with girls who grew up in a religious household and claimed- Yeah, good girls. They claimed the title. They were the sun hat goddesses. Okay, this isn't about women, this conversation we're having right now. And I think you know it, but I just want to make it clear to the audience. This isn't about the girls because there are no traditional conservative women, period. I'm going to say it right here, right now. It's not just that, well, there's not any traditional conservative women online, you know, because I think you guys can all agree to that. Oh, yeah. You know, Laura Southern and all these other chicks, they're not trad cons because they're online. Dude, there are no traditional conservative women, period. They go with whatever, which whichever way their feelings go with whatever. They pay lip service to what their dad said, to what their brothers said. They pay lip service. And that's fine. But when you stop judging them, you stop preaching to them, you stop shaming them for whatever they're feeling, you find out the truth, which is there are no traditional conservative women. They are going to be the biggest freaks in the sheets. They're going to do whatever it is, and they've probably already done it. And you're just playing a game of catch-up, okay? So, just accept them for who they are. It's all right. It's okay. You'll be fine, bro. You'll be okay. We don't have to go back to the 50s and sweep it under the rug. And, you know, this girl had to go off to Virginia to meet her aunt, uh, Nellie, for a year. Now, she gave birth to a kid because she fucked some dude, okay? They don't have to lie. You guys have to get over yourselves and decide, ah, Would I rather them be really competent liars where I'm always wondering, did they? Or I can go, wow, she's kind of a shitty liar and I know she did. Or you can go, it's okay, babe. We don't have to fucking worry about all that stupid shit. Okay? So there's that. This isn't about, you know, the women. This is about the guys. When when I'm having this discussion tonight... 
about the majority of what I've seen online. And yeah, there's some whammon doing the whammon thing because they want to jump on the bandwagon because that's what they do. I don't even take them seriously at all. It's like pat them on the head, good tomato and move on. Okay. It's the guys that it's like, wow, you're really buying your own bullshit, aren't you? That's the guys that I want to, you know, these are the people I'm talking about saying they're aspiring tyrants. The girls aren't aspiring tyrants. They're parroting what they think is going to get them likes and get them attention. Oh, these guys, you know, these trad con guys don't like, you know, promiscuity and they don't like guns or, you know, guns are only for patriots. Yeah, I'm going to fucking mouthpiece piece that. All right, whatever. You know, I, I don't pay them any mind. It's like, ah, it's just girls being girls. They just want their star on the fucking forehead and they want their picture on the fridge. You pat them on the head and send them on their way. This is the guys that are true believers. The guys that buy their own system, even though when they try to sell it to me and they go, yeah, we're going to repeal the 19th and get rid of no fault. And I'm like spitting up my cheap beer going, are you fucking kidding me? That's never going to happen in a million years. But all right, I, you're clearly your, your methamphetamine's better than mine. So let's hear it because I just want to see where you're going because now I cannot take you seriously when you mentioned the 19th and no fault, I cannot take you seriously, but clearly you've been sniffing glue enough that you bought it. So I want to see what rabbit hole this goes down. And it always goes back to, well, theocracy and monogamy. And I'm like, why would I choose that? I'm an atheist. I don't believe in your idea of God. And why would I choose monogamy when I don't need it and I don't want it? And I don't have it. What have you got for me to bend the knee? Well, think about the. Well, Rob, you got to save society, bro. I don't care about them. Well, I mean, that's that's that's. I mean, you know, let's break this down in a little more detail because. All right, here we go. Imagine being a dude who puts any kind of energy into preaching yes, about into preaching about what other people how other people should be living their lives. If you're doing that, it means you're not living your life. Maybe, maybe you're a preacher or a politician, but that's, you know, that's a special case. You know, you're, you're grifting. Um, at least if you're a politician, you're grifting. If you're a preacher, you know, that's even a more specialized case, but you know, it comes down to similar, you know, similar dynamics. Um, even if you just happen to be more sincere about them. But if you're a, if you're a person who's preaching to other people how they should be living their lives, what are you doing in your life? And why do you have the time to actually do that? Because I don't, you know, I mean, and, and you know, there's a like the, like everybody always, you know, the, the whole, you know, the whole men love idealistically, women love, uh, you know, opportunistically. Like, what that really means is that men live in their heads. You know, our tendency is to live in our heads. And in one sense, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. The abstract stuff, you know, no, knowing knowing what you want to knowing what you want to achieve requires you to have to think a little bit of abstract. So you have the you know, you have the goal in mind to what you want to get out of your life. But then, you know, it goes too far when that starts becoming, you know, it, it becomes all build up and no reality. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, this is probably going to sting a few people who, you know, we're all friends with, but this comes back to the whole, 
Um, you need to go meet your online friends in real life. Yes. Well, what the fuck is that? Why Why the fuck do you need to do that? You need to do that because you don't have any friends in real life. Now, do I want to meet Rob and hang out with him? Fuck yeah, I do. You know, do I want to meet Bull? Probably. <laughs> you know, would I like to have a couple of drinks with, you know, Roman and Chad and, you know, some of the other guys? Oh, of course I Roman, would. Roman's legit, dude. Roman's no, legit. there's no doubt about it. But if I don't ever do that, so the fuck what? You know, I've got I got other friends that I meet up with, you know, almost every week that I hang out with and have a drink with or go do whatever with. And, you know, would I be disappointed if Rob and I never hung out? Yeah, I would. But it doesn't fucking matter. It, it, it really doesn't fucking matter. You're correct. It doesn't matter. But yes, I would be disappointed, too. You know, even even Vince, even though, you know, I'd, I'd have to, you know wear some really tight pants and make sure that, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, I had some sort of motion detector if he got too close while I was <laughs> sleeping, but even Vince, you know, but it's like, you know, it's like if, if you're, if, if, if you have such a strong need to go meet up with people you met on online, which again, in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with that. But why don't you have a social life already? Because your social life with people in your town, in your neighborhood, in your city, wherever, is far more important than whatever, you know, this kind of Frankenstein relationship is that you have with people, excuse me, <laughs> who are online. So there's a, so there's there is there's a definite there's a definite problem there. So you guys who say, well, it's important that you know, dudes meet up. Well, yeah, but what, what I mean by that is, you know, you need to have a friend up the street that you go hang out with and, you know, sit in the garage and drink a beer while he's working on his lawnmower. And, you know, you're laughing at him because he's a shitty lawnmower mechanic or whatever, you know, that's, that's what you need to be doing, you know, or, you know, going and shooting hoops with the guys every morning before work or whatever it is you do. You know, that's the kind of shit you need to be doing, especially, especially as a young guy. You know, you, you don't need to be investing so much time with dudes you only interact with online and then maybe, you know, meeting up with them once a year. Yeah, that's all well and good, but that doesn't that's not that doesn't do shit. You need some dudes around you to, you know, both, you know, because we are social creatures, so we need that anyway. There's there's a there's a dimension lost if you don't have that. But then you also have you know need somebody so you can go you know hammer out you know some problem over a couple of beers so you don't whine to your woman about it. And then you also need somebody around who's gonna tell you to quit being a pussy when you're being a pussy. You know that's that's the shit to focus on. And you know why people invest so much time and energy in trying to get people online to think like they do is, you know, ridiculous. And I know, look, I was a trad con for a long time. I had the, you know, like Chesty always says, the trad con, you know, original starter pack, whatever. That was me too, man. I mean, I had the wife, I had the kids, I had, you know, the church membership, I had all that stuff. And I still have a lot of friends who have all that stuff. And they're, you know, they're going on 40 years, you know, 35, 40 years married now, and, and they're happy with it. And that's great. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If that is what you want, and you're willing to pay the price to get it. If that's not what you want, though, that doesn't make you less. If you don't want to have kids, that doesn't make you less. If you don't want to get married, that doesn't make you less. That means 
you get to do whatever the fuck you want to do in this world. And nobody else's opinion really matters. At least it shouldn't to you. If it does, then, you know, that's your problem to deal with. And, and that is, a you know, I would say that is a problem. But as far as, you know, you can you can be married and have the trad kind of life and have it go great. And that's great. You cannot do any of those things. That's great, too. And this whole idea that there's this one great thing and then anything that falls short of that or is not that is somehow falling short of what your ideal is, is absurd. And it all and most of it comes from men. And it's because, A, you have too much time on your hands. B, you got some fucked up thinking in your, you know, in your thinking meat because you're even going down that road to begin with, because you really, really shouldn't care what somebody else does with their life. You know, as long as they're not hurting people, you know, or, you know, fuck it. And if they're hurting themselves and you care about them, that's another thing. But as far as, you know, how they're living their life, if they want to be a confirmed bachelor for their whole life and fuck women, you know, two and three at a time, why should you care? He's, he's not ruining, you know, he's not ruining women and he's not ruining the West for you. He's not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like somebody posted today, you know, somebody I really like who's, who's, who's a mutual follow on Twitter was concerned about, you know, what the, you know, how horrible dating is these days. And they're afraid for their single friends or afraid for their children and everything else. And I just said, look, it's only a shit show if you want it to be. It doesn't right. have to be a shit show. I mean, there was a there was a brief period where mine was kind of a shit show, but I wanted it to be a shit show. And I was and I was acting accordingly. But if you don't want it to be a shit show, it doesn't have to be. As long as long as you have, you know, some, you know, as long as you have as long as you exercise your will to get what you want, that's the thing. It's 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 just like this this ridiculously large set of legos spread out all over the floor you can build whatever the fuck you want with it you know <laughs> if you if you want to build a shit show dating life you know do it it can be fun and or it could be horrific right but if that's not what you want you can get what you can get that too you don't have to go that route it's just that on social media in particular and especially twitter you know it's like that it's like that you know, it's like that porch light that just draws moths to it. And in this case, it's, you know, mostly, you know, psychotic, you know, spurgy moths. And then <laughs> and then that's all you see. You just see all these reports of, oh, my God, there's this and there's that, you know, and there's this tranny and there's that whatever that is and everything else. And, you know, as long as you, you know, as long as you stay out of Portland, Oregon, you're going to be fine. Just go and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> because because you can't you can find you know decent people to date at church you know if you want to i mean you know th they may not conform to your ideal of what they're supposed to be but you can find people there that are are more quiet and have manners and they're going to do you know whatever you want and you know you're gonna you know y'all are gonna go and you know sip hand press lemonade and hold hands while you take a walk around the park and feed the ducks go you can do that that's out there there are people who will want to do that with you. Go find them, you know, but it's it's like, you know, there's, you know, there's all it's always been a shit show, but there's always been the ability to, you know, to dodge and weave in between all the stuff that you don't like to find the stuff that you do like. And that's not about anything else except growing the fuck up and accepting the world as it is and accepting the fact that it's not your ideal of what you might want it to be. But 
so fucking what, you know, take your, take your medicine, take your, you know, take your, take your sweet lady's hand and, you know, walk around the park and feed the ducks and respect her Victorian collar and whatever else you want to do. I mean, you know, <laughs> Victorian collar. Oh, I love it. Hey, learn, real, learn life. Right. Real quick. I, I got to throw something out here for Dark Knight Dev. He's throwing fucking money at me. Dark Knight Dev for the $2. So you're talking about slave morality. Hey, Dark Knight, I am so glad you brought that up. Hey, before you talk about it, can I read that in a Southern preacher voice? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Do it. Let, let me pull it back up real quick so that we have it here on screen. There you go. So y'all talking about slave morality. <laughs> oh, shit. Thanks. I love it. I I've love wanted, it. I've always wanted to do that. I love it. Okay. Hey, you know, Dark Knight, you're a, you're a sharp motherfucker, dude. Because that literally has been this entire episode. It's that master slave morality shit that Nietzsche talked about way back in the, you know, the, what, the mid to late 1800s type of thing. And Nick and I have talked about this. Guys, you know, shameless plug, go look it up on my channel. There's, we did an episode on this and it's open to everybody. You don't have to be a member. You can just watch it. And that literally, in a lot of ways, in a nutshell, is what we're talking about. And this is part of why I don't care for tradcons, because they're advocates of the slave morality, okay? I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, not sorry, that I consider myself, maybe not from a societal, cultural perspective and economic perspective. Yeah, from those perspectives, I am not the master. I'm not. I'm never going to end up in a history book, and that's okay. I'm not making six figs, bro. Ah, you're not going to make it, Rob. Yeah, you're right. Damn it. I'm a legacy. Yeah, that too. But I still consider myself of the master morality. That it's like, yeah, you guys want to worship a, you know, a guy who believes in death and do all that bullshit because I'll get mine in the afterlife. All right, you do you, bro. That's fine. Me, I'm kind of exempt from that because I chose to be exempt because that slave morality sucks. Now, you choose you, bro. Be humble, you know, prostate before the state and God, whatever. Okay, you do you. I'm not going to. Because I did it and I hated it. So, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. Now, <clears throat> I do want to bring up another comment here. And it's this one. It's Wintermute saying, As a young man, learning to interact with other men is just as important as talking to the ladies. And I said to him, it's actually more important or something like that in the chat. I wanted to bring this up because in my opinion, maybe Nick and Bull will disagree. Maybe you guys in the chat will disagree. But here's the thing I've learned. When we talk about game, you know, what is game at its fundamental most stripped down level. It's the ability to have a conversation with other people. You you come off kind of charming. Nobody thinks you're a douche. 
No one thinks you're insufferable, okay? That really is all game is. It's not about, I mean, yeah, it's about escalating and seduction and IOIs and all this other jargon that the PUA guys talk about. It's, they're not wrong, but they're getting molecular. Where I just look at it is, hey, it's the ability to have a conversation with someone and they don't think you're a fucking weirdo, okay? And if you, as a guy as a man, cannot have a conversation with another man. Or if you do and he, that other guy, thinks you're fucking insufferable, you got work to do, okay? Never mind talking to the ladies. The, the women will pick up on it way faster and they will avoid you like the plague. And so for guys that are like, hey, how do I get the girls? You know, how do I get the girls? as Aaron Clary gets the comments all the time. I don't think he's ever addressed it, and if he has, I haven't paid attention. But the truth is, if, if you're wondering how to get the girls, how do, I, how do I seduce a woman? How do I get the ladies? How do I, you know, bed them down? My, my first response to me, you know, as, as a guy is thinking, well, how are you with other dudes? How are you with guys? If if I'm listening to you online or in real life and I find you insufferable, you know, that I'm like, dude, the fuck? You have work to do, okay? Never mind talking to the whammon. You need to work on your just your conversation skills where other guys can go, oh man, he's cool. He's all right. I don't agree with everything he says, but he's cool. He's okay. You know, if other guys are cool being around you, they don't think you're a total douche, then, you know, okay, then let's talk about how do I get the girls. But if if it comes down to it where dudes are avoiding you, guys are like, nah, man, nah, I, I, you know, it's the beer test. Would I have a beer with you? If I wouldn't have a beer with you, you got work to do. That's it. And that's why I'm saying, Wintermute, talking to other men, to other guys is more important because that's like remedial level. That's like social interaction 0.96. Never mind getting to 101, which is talking to women. If I can't bother, if I can't even, as a guy, where I don't want to fuck you, I don't want to date you, I don't want to seduce you, none of that. It's just, man... You're fucking insufferable, which is what I see from a lot of guys online, okay? There's way more guys that I'm like, man, I wouldn't even have a beer with them, let alone introduce them to my father, introduce them to my women, introduce them to my close circle of friends, introduce them to my boss, my coworkers. Dude, if you're not there yet, then you have work to do. That's it. And so that's why I say, as a young man learning to interact with other men, it's not just as important. In my opinion, as a guy, it's more important that if other guys can go, ah, winter mute, yeah, he's cool, okay? And so far from what I've seen in the chat, you seem all right, dude, okay? Because you're asking the right questions, but you're not quite there yet, and that's okay. But that's what it comes down to. If other guys can go, ah, he's all right. That's how I look at Nick and Bull. Granted, I've met Bull in person. He's been in my house, so he's more than all right. 
because we didn't just have a beer. He came and stayed with me and we went and did a bunch of shit. And I know from interacting with Nick so far, even though he calls me an asshole and a douche and all kinds of shit, you are. I already know that, well, yes, you, you, I'm a piece of shit to quote a wise man. There you go. You know, but I already know that we'd get along just fine in real life. That I'd be like, oh, I can meet his girl. He can meet mine. I can meet, you know, his family. He can meet mine because he's not a douche. He's not an autist. He's not a spurred. And so it's like, ah, because that's what guys do. That's the fitness test for guys. It's like, oh, can you handle the shade, bro? And most guys cannot. You know, most, you know go ahead, Nick. Go well, ahead. I mean, I'm not, I'm trying, I'm not intending to sidetrack or interrupt you, but just sort of bolster what you said. Because it's it's really funny to me that nowadays one of the questions is, and I'm not shitting on you, dude, for asking the question or making the statement. I'm just saying the the degree and the frequency with which people talk about, you know, oh, you have to, you know, you have to, you have to go hang out with and make friends and get along with other dudes. You know, I know this is most likely true of Rob. It was true of myself. I assume it's true of Bull, knowing as much as I know about him, which is probably a little too much. But anyway, <laughs> like when when we were younger, you know, you hang out with dudes, you played in bands, you played sports, you, you know, went and worked construction during the summer, you did whatever, you were around older dudes all the time, and they just whip your ass into shape if you were being gay or stupid, mm -hmm. right? If you're being retarded, you got you got you either got whipped into shape or you doubled down on the retardation. And that's that's just how it was. So that by the time we got to our mid 20s, it was like, you know, if we did if we went through those things, and I think we all did in different, you know, in different sort of combinations and situations, you got your ass sorted out pretty much. And if you didn't, then you know, you remained, you know, if you got butt hurt and if you, you know, remained in the, you know, in the in the retard sector, then you know, I guess you know, I don't know what you did, you know. But I, I think I met some of those guys, you know, later in life and it wasn't going well for them. And so it's it's like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get out there and do that shit, you know, as a young man, ideally. And if for whatever reason you didn't because of the way you were brought up or whatever, that it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's never too late to do the best thing. You know, it's never a wrong, a bad time to do the best thing. You know, you may, you may, you know, get at it later in life and, and mess up some shit and miss out on a lot of shit, but you know, you know, it's still better to go out swinging than it is to, you know, go out, you know, being a retard and, and, you know, I, I mean, you know, Jesus, I, you know, the old, you know, the varsity dudes when I was a, you know, sophomore football player and, you know, the hell that they gave me and, and everything else. But then it means something when, you know, they, they're, they're like, Hey, you know, let's go, let's go drink some beers out, you know, wherever. Yeah. Like, you're all you know, right, man. You, you took the hazing. Let's go. and You took the shit. And, you know, fortunately for me is it went pretty much whenever anybody hazed me and i'm not talking about somebody that truly you know hated me and wanted to truly you know right uh, slip my throat i'm just talking about you know the average the average hazing that dudes go through i always thought that shit was funny as hell so it was not a problem for me to handle it and i don't know why that is i don't know if it's a genetic thing 
I don't know if, you know, I don't know what it is, but for me, I never got butt hurt over that shit. I just always, you know, I just always assumed if somebody was doing that, then, you know, then we were practically friends already, which is why yeah. we were doing it. That's now, I may have been. Yeah, they're just fucking with me. Right. But I may have been wrong, but, you know, <laughs> but see, but see, I've also, you know, I've also was at a, you know, at a particular family function once years ago when my kids were younger and there were two members of my extended family and in-laws there. And one of them was a lot more like me. And one of them was kind of a spurg. And, <laughs> and so, you know, all this one guy said to the other was, oh, you must be the engineering nerd of the group. Now, the guy who said that, he was just being a guy. The guy who that was said to, who was in his late 40s, early 50s, got really butthurt over that. And I was <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, oh, wow. man, he's just he's just coming after me saying X, Y, Z. And I was like, hey, he's just fucking with you. You know, it's not, it was nothing. You know, everybody, you know, we all, that's just how, that's just how you talk, you know, especially with, you know, it's, you know, it, it wasn't, I mean, you know, if he'd called you a, you know, cocksucking shithead, having never met you before, then maybe you could take offense at that. But in this case, it was just like, oh, you must be the engineering nerd of the group. But he was, you know, basically just shit testing the guy, just fucking around with him. And, you know, he failed the fucking test at 50 years old or whatever. <laughs> You know, guys I was test each other just like women shit test guys. I was in my late thirties, and I was like, oh, "That's just that's just nothing." He was just he was that was if you that that was ultimately an overture of friendship yep. and congeniality if you were able to take it that way. But since you can't yeah. take it that way, and yeah. this was a, this was oh. a guy, and he's a good guy, but this was a guy that you know grew up with issues. And, you know, never really, never really was, you know, in a, you know, in a truly, you know, masculine group and, you know, never went through any of that shit. And if he did, then he was probably, you know, he was probably soothed by his mom or something. And, uh, uh -huh. but it wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was just that, but see, that's, that's a tell. That's how, that's how you know that, you know, you either, you, you either went through the ritual generic hazing of late adolescence or you didn't. Right. You know, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you. I mean, I look back on it and like, I mean, even my friends from back in the day that I still stay in contact with and hang out with some now, I mean, you know, we have this group chat and everybody, I mean, half of the, half of the shit anybody says in there is like, you're like, you're a faggot. Yeah. I can't, but well, you know, it, it's just like, it's like constant cut downs everywhere yeah, and it right, doesn't mean a right, thing, you know, that's it. It's we, just funny. Nick and, I, Nick and I had one tonight. He decided to, you know, bull was like, you know, Rob says wood. And it was Britney Spears and Michael Meyer actor guy. And, and I was like 10 out of 10 every time and twice on Sunday. Cause of course I'm referring to Britney Spears. And then that faggot Nick August comes along and he's like, man, you bunch of sick fucks wanting to fuck a guy in a Michael Meyer mask. And that's where I was like, Hey, put one on and we'll see. And he's like, you know, he just deflected it. And he's like, yeah, I give it a little spurg because, you know, seeing someone that's, you know, four foot three wearing a fucking Michael Meyer mask is, is hilarious that is how guys that get it 
interact. It's not. No, nobody has a sense of humor anymore. I mean, it's what? like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, Spurg me, if I was going to be a millennial or a Gen Z from today, would have been like, you know, oh, fuck you, Nick August, you cocksucker. I'm not a homo. And no, what, what the fuck? I was referring to Britney, you cocksucker. Instead, I'm like, yeah, put on the mask. Let's see. You know, and he rolled with it, too. He's like, I just handed it off to the midget, you know, and it's hilarious. That's the point. You never take anything. Not only do you not take women, you're not fucking seriously. And even the women you are fucking, you don't even take them seriously either. Most of the time until it's time to do it. You don't take them seriously either. But you definitely never take another guy fucking seriously until it's time to take him seriously. When he sits you down or he private messages you and goes, Dude, what are you doing? You know, it's not bro, what the fuck? It's dude, what are you doing? Well, hey, newsflash, you might want to take him a little seriously, okay? Beyond that, anything else, when when the guy's like, ah, you, look at you sick fucks wanting to fuck a Mike or Meyer guy, you don't get bent out of shape and go, oh, I'm not a homosexual, sir. I, I beg to differ, you fucking weirdo degenerate. Uh, you just failed the guy's shit test. You go off on him and go, well, put on the mask and let's see. You might be all right because I kind of find you cute anyway. That's how this works. Guys constantly, inevitably, inexorably, forever amen, bust each other's balls. That's what we do. We're constantly fitness checking each other going, you cool, bro? And if you lose it, well, maybe you're not so cool. I had a I had a guy on Twitter last night. He's a male nurse. He said he was uh, we we're fucking with him, and he said he was currently watching a, a female patient, old old patient, uh, while she was sleeping. And I said, yeah, right, sleeping. When quotation marks, and I posted the pic, <laughs> gif of Flanders putting the pillow over. <laughs> that motherfucker <laughs> lost his shit, bro. Oh, he's like, first, he's literally like, first yes. of all, fuck you. You know, big, big fuck you. you know? oh, like, oh, my God. wow. Yeah, that guy lost it right there. Guys that have no frame in the shit they say. I thought yeah, it was funny. I, I it's like that. Dude, uh, you should have seen the latex I laid over her face first. You know? It's like that, it's like that scene in Goodfellas when, uh, when Ray Liotta tells uh, the little guy that he's a funny guy and he loses his shit. But he's really, he's, he's really just breaking his balls. Hat. Yeah. Funny how, motherfucker. But even yeah. he, but even that, he's just breaking his balls. He didn't get offended mm -hmm. by that. He was just no. like, he was just giving it back to him even better, right? Yeah, and then Joe Pesci returned it on him when he's like, funny how, motherfucker, like a clown? Do I amuse you? Funny how, tell me. <laughs> and it's the same shit, guys. Go watch that scene from Goodfellas, and you'll under, if you get it, you'll get it. That guys constantly fuck with each other. And that's how I look at Nick Bull and any other guy that I consider a friend, any guy that's in my inner circle, guys that I would let them, you know, hey, I want you to meet my dad. You know, I want you to meet my girls. It, it's, it's a constant shit show of shit testing because that's what we do. 
And if at any point you start getting butt hurt and you take it seriously, you failed. That's how that goes where I'm like, oh, oh, it's literally that whole, uh, I got it here. It's this. Okay, because you didn't get it. And if you don't get it from a guy, if a guy who's very uh, literal, very explicative doesn't get it, you know, you throw it out there and the guy is like, oh. I guarantee you women will know it a mile away. But when you can, you know, just roll with it, let it roll off your back and go, oh, I'm not, you know, big fuck you, bull. Big fuck you, bro. That's what happened during that part. It's like, oh, not only does he not have frame, but he doesn't get it. And I guarantee you the women already know. Okay, where if he'd have just rolled with it and been like, oh, dude, before I put the pillow over her face, I stuffed, you know, stuffed her panties in her mouth, you know, something like that. Yeah, look at Bull. Look at Bull. There it is. There it is. That's a guy who would get oh, that's it. Wrong. Is he being literal? No. Is he being serious? No. That's some fucking but, degenerate shit. But if Bull would have thrown that at me, if I'd have been like, you know, I'm dealing with these end of life patients and he'd have thrown that pillow over the face i'd have been like dude i shoved their panties in their mouth first okay it doesn't mean i did it literally (laughs) it just means i get what you're doing here and i get you okay hey right well that's that's hey guys that you know what the fact that i got bull going god damn bull of all guys, the guy that's got whips and electrical toys and he plays with electric current. And I got him where he's like, God damn. <laughs> this is how you, you know, you you filter the men from the boys, kids. Nothing is sacred, and you always go that extra step that when you can get bold on god damn, dude. You know you're on the right side of the path. Fucking hospice. <laughs> She's in hospice, and I put a I put her panties <laughs> in her mouth bowl. Yeah, exactly. Okay, this is how you go, kids. It's a green amplify only with men. Uh, not only did I give her the pillow, I gave her her own panties in her mouth first, and he's like. God damn. That's how you succeed with men. That's how you get to, you know, the women are like, holy fuck, this guy, this asshole. Okay, real quick. I got to throw some fucking shout outs here. Alex Patino for the $5 super chat. Thank you, good sir. We still love you, Rob. No homo. I'm going to just say it because he had to spell it out. You know, I'm wondering about that because I've thought about that recently. Um, When it comes to, you know, there's guys or, or accounts. I'll call it accounts. When there's accounts that I can go back because I've set my YouTube channel up now that unless it's in these live chats, Anything that comes after, it's automatically held for review. And I mentioned this with Jack here about a week ago that I said, you know, these trolls, 
you know, these, these guys, you know, these guys, all they have is their voice and that's it. They don't have the women. They don't have the life. So they want to come in with their stupid remarks. Well, now I have it set up where everything's under review after the show, or if I do a pre-produced video, it automatically defaults that way. Yeah, prior videos, they're still open to whatever the settings were. But I've nuked plenty of people because I removed their voice because fuck you, you know? You're not contributing uh, anything positive. I don't mind dissent. I don't mind actual honest debate. Those things are fine. But when you're going to just be a douche and all you want to do is poison the well, no. I'm the only one who sees the comment and I just delete it and then hide them, which means they can still watch the videos. They can watch this live stream, but they can't interact other than likes or dislikes. But I do wonder about the super chats because I don't know that could they still throw money at me and say whatever stupid shit they want. And maybe they can. I don't know. But if they can, that's cool. I'll take your fucking money and I'll throw it up there. I'm not yeah, going to pull a Jack Murphy and be I like, fuck you. Yeah, I will. I'll take the money. But I don't know if they can is the question. Oh, you know, yeah. from a from a system point of view, from a YouTube right. point of view. I don't know if that disables them from throwing money at me and being the spurgs and retards that they are. I mean, I'll happily take their money. I'll throw it up on here on screen just like I'm doing now. Okay. Hey, you want to be a retard uh, and pay for it. Yeah, you're paying for the privilege to be a retard. And I'll call you out as one, but I'll still take your money. I have no, you know, compulsion or compunction against that. But at the same time, if it eliminates their ability to super chat, I'm okay not taking their money. It's like, ah, I, I took the one thing they had, which was their voice. And that's all they had. Ultimately, I'll take their voice. You get one, you know, it's a zero, you know, zero tolerance. You guys should understand that. But we thank one, you, Alex. We one shot. Yeah, well, they they can say whatever they want, bull, and and generous. Based on that, it's either yay or nay, and if it's nay, nobody sees it but me, and I forget all you know about it ten seconds later after I nuke them off the channel. Right. But Alex Patino again for the five dollars. Thank you, sir. You're being very generous. I appreciate it. <laughs> Game equals charisma. A failed Australian painter <laughs> had plenty that he managed to get a whole nation to do bad things. True statement, sir. Okay. So winter mute. Going back to you, sir. Get better with men. Because if you can take shit from guys constantly from guys because bull tests me all the time nick tests me all the time jack napier tests me all the time ryan stone tests me everybody fucking tests me because this is what guys do and if you can just let it roll off your back and you don't get pissed off and you even throw it back at them i've like got whole ass memes that test oh. me over 
Yeah, all the time. You know, he's taking my face and put it on other people's bodies and shit. Dwarf's body and, like, and shit. Like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, look at this motherfucker here. And I'm like, that's <laughs> awesome, okay? If you can take a shit test from a guy and not get butthurt, you don't lose frame, you know? You don't lose your cool. You're like, ah, whatever. And it, even better, if you can agree and amplify it, you know, like Bull said, ah, this guy, this nurse, you know, I mentioned throw the pillow over her head and he lost it. I'd have been like, dude, you should have seen it. I put her, I put her own panties in her mouth first. And he's over here going, God damn. Okay. That's how you do this. Okay. I do this shit with these guys all the time. When Nick was like, ah, cause I knew somebody was going to go there. When Bull's like, you know, and I knew what he was referencing. He's talking about Britney Spears. And I'm like, well, of course, 10 out of 10 and twice on Sunday. Hell yeah, I would. I don't give a fuck if she's psycho. I'm not marrying her. I'm not wifing her up and moving her into my house and we're having my legacy. I just want to bang that broad. Okay. So Bull and I knew, and then Nick comes along. He's like, you're all a bunch of sick motherfuckers wanting to bang, you know, <laughs> some guy in a Michael Meyer mask. And I'm like, put it on. Let's see. You know, it's like, maybe you might be all right at that point, Nick. It's kind of like putting a bag over your head. It'll be all right. <laughs> and it was Bull said a long time ago. He said, shh, just relax and let it happen. Okay. Same shit. That's all this is guys. It's all it is. And that, you know, according to Alex here, and I agree with him, it's charisma. And I'll add an extra element to the, what the Riz, the Riz, like some. Oh, some well, yeah, like that's for you, 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 uh, Gen Zers, I guess, you yeah. Zoomers. You know, it's the Riz, you know, because we got to have a whole new vernacular here. But I'm going to add an extra one to that, okay? It's not just about agree and amplify and let it roll off your back. And it's, ah, fuck, it's good. Something I've learned, I don't know about the Australian painter. I don't know about Stalin. I don't know about some of these other assholes. Maybe, I don't know, I wasn't there. But I was there and I am still there when it comes to a prior president. A guy who ultimately said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> a guy who ultimately said something along the lines of trying to define what the word is, is. I now, yeah, you remember that. Now, some of you younger motherfuckers probably don't know, but I'm talking about former President Bill Clinton, okay? womanizer extraordinaire. You know, it turns out Monica Lewinsky wasn't his first fucking detente, okay? It was just the first that came to light. One of the things that I've seen that people have said, whether they loved him or they hated him, they said, you know, he had charisma going off Alex, which I've, I've wondered about that container word for years now. What is charisma? Kids, go look up Kiss, the album Dynasty from 1979. There's a song by Gene Simmons called Charisma. Go listen to it, okay? But I've often wondered, what is 
charisma, besides the ability to have a conversation and shoot the shit and stir people's emotions, which are pretty fucking vague, you know, to, to, to be honest, it, it's still pretty vague. But one thing a lot of people said about former President Bill Clinton, whether you like him or you don't, a lot of people said, and these are guys and women, said that when they interacted with him, they felt like they were the only person in the room. And I've heard and seen that on multiple instances, multiple occasions. I've got, so a, I've got another example. Okay, go, Bull. Go. So one of my aunts, she uh, back in 2014, 15, 16, she was, a, uh, she was co-chair of the RNC. And this is whenever uh, Trump was, right before he got elected, he was going around and, as a candidate and everything. And so he came to Houston, and my aunt, and my grandmother went to go to the uh, campaign party or wherever down in downtown Houston. And they, and my aunt is a very staunch Democrat. She doesn't, she never liked Trump, but she went and met him. She came back and she was telling us about it. And she said, one, like one of the things like with, with Trump is that he, he is very charismatic and he's just got, he just has like a presence about him and the way he talks to you, he makes you, my aunt said, he makes you feel like you're the only person in the room and that's the and my my aunt hates him but she was like she like oh he's kind of, he's a pretty nice guy yeah. she's like i don't like his politics but he's a very charismatic guy so and that's where i'm going back to the whole they make you feel like you're the only person in the room okay whether that be a guy talking to another guy or it be a guy talking to a woman or even, hey, the other side of the coin, the woman makes you feel like you're the only guy in the room. OK, I remember from years ago and I've talked about this, that, you know, back when I was like 21, 22, going to the strip bar. OK, there was a woman there that she had a decent body. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Her dance moves, when it came to her technique, were mediocre. She was a mid when it came to her dance moves, okay? She didn't, you know, hang from the ceiling and swirl around the pole and do all this bullshit that some of these other girls were doing that were way more athletic, way more dramatic, all that shit. And yet this girl constantly got the majority of the money, including from me. And I, I parsed it out. Why did I keep going back to see this one particular girl? I didn't know her. She didn't know me. She was average looking. She wasn't great. She wasn't as fit as others, but yeah, she was average. She was a five. You know, she was a five in all respects. But why did she get the lion's share of the money? Because when she looked at you as you threw the money on the stage, she gave you the illusion that you were the only guy in the room. She only focused on you. She made eye contact with you for however long. She gave you that illusion that you were it. There was no other guy. Nobody else mattered. You were it. And I've seen it over and over because, again, I remember her that it's like, wow, you know, yet she was a mediocre dancer. There was other dancers that were way more acrobatic, way more emphatic, were in better shape. This girl was mid. 
She was a five. Why do I remember her 30 years later? Because she made the eye contact and she gave me the illusion, the fantasy that I was the only guy in the room. There she, was was dancing, she was dancing for you. Not Just for me. Just for me. Where a lot of the, the other women, the other dancers, the other strippers, hey, they they were dancing for everybody. Okay? That's, a good, uh, that's a good sign for that's that's a good trait for burlesque dancer too. Oh, absolutely. I love okay. that, like yeah. Well, it's it's no different than when you think of the high-end call girl, the escort, the one that can charge, you know, five thousand dollars for a weekend or a night. The the whole term's called the girlfriend experience. Okay. A lot of guys, yeah, they end up fucking them. But it's not like picking up some street walker for 50 bucks and, you know, you bang them in the back of your car and then send them on their way. Why can they command so much money when they're mids or slightly above? They're a six, maybe a seven, a soft seven, because they give you that idea that for that time period that you paid for, that they are genuinely interested in you. There are no other guys, even though there are, and you know in the back of your head, you're just another guy. That's like Elizabeth Shue's character in uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Yes! Remember, that's what she said she, uh, said to her therapist. That's what she's good at. Right, and you're exactly right, okay? That's the point. That's what charisma is. It's, you know, you, you let shit roll off your back. It's a joke and nothing serious. And on top of it, you treat that person as if they're the only person you're talking to. Going back to the Australian painter, okay? Yeah, he had other techniques with drama and the fanfare. We had people hanging out for hours on end before he ever took the podium, okay? And yeah, he got emotional and screamed at the clouds. You know, I've seen the videos, man. I've watched them. Didn't never mind translating it into English. It doesn't matter, okay? But the general consensus that I got from it was, wow, I can only imagine what it was like being there to watch it in person. This is black and white televised and it's been cut and edited for time and blah, blah, blah. But the, the consensus I got is that the people who watched it, whether they saw it on television for the first time or they were there in the audience hanging out for hours, seeing the banners, seeing the troops walking around with the, the posts and the podiums, all the shit, okay, the spectacle, the show. When he started going off about the fatherland, the motherland, all the bullshit, okay, all the propaganda, at the same time, you felt like you were the only person he was talking to. That, hey, I'm talking to you, Wintermute. I'm talking to you, Alex. I'm talking to you, Dame. I'm talking to you specifically. That's what you got from it. And that's why, well, how did they all get caught up? They got caught up because they bought the illusion that he was talking specifically to them. That's it. I don't when, did this, them. when did this live stream turn into some sort of Nazi admiration show? What the fuck are you well, even talking yeah, about? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> mm. I, I, I take off for five minutes to... 
get a drink and take a leak and this is what I come back to? Hey, well, you know, say what you will, and I'm not a supporter or sympathizer of fascism, but I will say that the Nazis and the SS had great fucking style when it came to their wardrobe. There you go, go again. You, you are boss, a fucking baby. Nazi. You are a fucking Nazi. You go boss. Jesus Christ. Oh, man, the fucking attire was great. I'll give them that. Everything else. Eh. Hugo Boss designed it for him. This is the last fucking straw. The last straw, Nick. Is that what you're saying? This is the last straw. I'm not I'm not sticking around for this shit. (laughs) I love it. Okay, some more super chats. Real quick, the goddamn bacon for five five six. I had to clip a lot of that, Rurb. You just explained what I was explaining to all the MGTOW monk folk about PUA game back then versus whatever it is today. Hey, dude, that's how I've always looked at game ever, even 20 years ago for me, 30 years ago. When it, you know, the, the term game is not new. And when I first heard it and all the technical descriptions of what game is, it ultimately when I, you know, resynthesized it into my brain to understand it, it was like, oh, it's the ability to have a conversation with women or, you know, if you want to broaden the env- you know, the umbrella a little bit, it's having a conversation with others. Now, in specific to women, it's having a conversation with women with the ability and expectation to escalate to sex. That's it. That's what game is versus just, oh, hey, how's, you know, how you doing? How's, you know, all this fine weather we have going on? Hey, do you know what time it is? Yeah, that's just a conversation. But taking that and, you know, escalating it, that's what I think the PUA guys were saying when they said this is game okay it's but the rhetoric of seduction is what it is rhetoric of seduction i love it and what is seduction it's escalating to sex that's huh. that's it okay another super chat here real quick the goddamn bacon again for 223 i love the caliber Well, you know what? This was well worth the 223. Thank you, Bacon. Yeah, super chats are blocked if you nuke them. Well, good to know. That, like I said, I genuinely didn't know. I just got to a point where I've got a zero tolerance for bullshit. Not only in the 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 soup, you know, here live, but when it comes to after or it's a pre-produced thing, it's all moderated by me and I refuse to give them their voice. It's like, ah, you guys can go back to the void. I'm out. And I usually not only remove the comment, but I hide them as YouTube calls it, which is basically a block. But now I know that, oh, if I do that, I can't take their money either. But you know what? That's okay. I don't want their money. I'm not doing this for the money. I'm not doing this for the clout. I'm doing it because it's fun and I like talking to Nick and Bull. That's it. Okay. Real real quick, uh, infamous rifle, go fuck yourself. He outed me. Where is my, he? His way up there earlier. He, uh, Charm, he outed, charisma alone can get you far in life. No, no, it's that. way up there because he outed me on my... Further uh, than that. Me stepping According out on... Blackville, Rob should be an incel. Right. Uh, uh, that's well, right. Yeah, he's I, right about I, that. But that's even yeah. higher up there. He basically outed me on my stepping out on my... Uh, 
DZ. Bull is cheating. Is this is this it here? Yeah, yeah, motherfucking mm-hmm. bull is cheating on CZ with Walther. Like See, the fact that Bull's taking it seriously means he's not going to make it. I'm not going to make it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a nice gun, bro. Oh, damn it. We're going to have to edit the video now because you're showing, you know, weapons. No, no, it's, it's holstered. Right? You can show it holstered. Oh, is that how that works? What kind okay. of holster is that? It's a, uh, oh, my God. I got to. I used to know. Uh, It's a CNG holster. Wow. Here's Bull, the advocate, the patriot of 2A, and he doesn't even know his own fucking holster. Jesus Christ. I don't don't know the name. It's it's called CNG holster. Makes pretty good ones. He's that uh thing that guy's like he's a former cop, former former military and stuff. He's be undercover, but he makes makes a good holster. I deserve it. Look, I'm a I'm a guy that likes variety, so Oh man, uh, you guys! You like guys I'll step, I will step out on my CZ, but I always come back home to it. But, hey, if Hitler had boxed kangaroos, it would have been a totally different outcome. Uh, kangaroos would have wiped the floor with them. <laughs> Dude, kangaroos he are import. He import the kangaroos from Australia and then box them, or he'd mm-hmm. go to Australia and box them in Australia. Eva Braun was a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is Nick, you know, dissociating himself from the Hugo boss party. But he, that's he, he boxed her and then he fucked her. <laughs> oh, it's it's not Dude, yours, bro. It's just it's like that. It's that yeah, it's instead of like that goat effort, fucker. And instead of goats, it's kangaroos. <laughs> right. It's not yours. It's just your turn. <laughs> That was fucking awesome when you threw that up there, man. That was, it was wasn't it? awesome. But that's the point, guys. You can't take the internet seriously at all, ever. And even real life, you really can't take it all too seriously either. It's like if you can go out and meet a guy and he goes, wow, look at you, you you know, yellow, high yellow motherfucker. There's a guy in the chat that knows who I'm referencing. We'll see if he gets it or not. But if I can go out in the real life and say, wow, look at this high yellow motherfucker here. Bacon, if I not BFA, bullshit. I got to say something. I got to say something. Bacon, I might might be a closet Crowder fan, but you're still black, so. (laughs) Wow. Deal with it. <laughs> wow. See, this this Nazi shit has gone full speed. I'm not I'm gonna have to disassociate myself from this entire live stream. Oh, apparently, you know, because I'm, Nick has standards and values. <laughs> no, I'm one I'm one thirty second African American myself. One thirty second, huh? Great, 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 great grandfather or something. Man, I don't I'm, know. I'm black Irish on my mom's side. I can say that stuff. You know, I, I'm disappointed in the both of you. So we're just going to keep the stream the way it is. We're going to just talk about Australian painters because, you know, these guys that are 132nd or 164th, they're not going to make it. And fucking Nick actually dropped off. That douchebag, <laughs> that fucking douchebag actually dropped off. Wow. <laughs> He's gonna go. He's gonna go drink some butthurt Hefeweizen. His well, no shit. That was him saying something along the lines of, "I'll show you, Rob. I'm gonna fucking show you. <laughs> I'm gonna show you." That's what that was. Wow. All right, kids. 
but that's all you got to do. Well, at least, he, at least he's already better than MGTOW because, like, he he just took his ball and went home. He really MGTOW. did. He, that, that, there's the definition of MGTOW. He went, you know, he, it's men going his own way. That was him. He's like, ah, fuck y'all. Not like the other MGTOWs. They they talk about taking their ball home. They, they take their ball and they stand hey. around the sideline. <laughs> like, I'm going to leave now, guys. Yeah, well, when, when, were, when were you going to leave? You said you were going to leave seven tweets ago. Hey, or hey guys, I'm... I'm leaving society, guys. And? I'm taking my ball. I swear I'm taking my ball and going home, guys. Good, go. You know, why, why are you still here? Leaving. <laughs> and yet, still, you know, at least Nick hasn't come back yet. Wow, I think he was serious about this. Like I, I swear I'm leaving, guys. This is the last chance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, thinking a last chance. Bull, you got anything to say as last chance? Uh, love your CZs. They're, they're the best guns in the world, my opinion. My humble opinion strong all right guys hey i got an outro for you here see what you think of this